0: Hey my friends, let me ask you a question If you found $100 on the street Would you pick it up or would you just keep walking? Of course you take the money So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win I mean, let's face it Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on So do the smart thing If you're going to bet this football season Bet with my bookie. Did you know you could also bet on games after kickoff? So if by the second half, the team that you're betting on is not winning, well, you can always just bet on the other team. And if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try Parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, you know this, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and my bookie's going to double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, that's named after our podcast network, to activate the offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's chris mania brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful (laughs) questions. (laughs) woo this is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vleet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet. All right, here we go again. It's another installment of the Chris Van Vliet Show. It's your boy, Chris Van Vleet. That's me. Uh, thanks for being part of this. I'm super grateful for you to be taking the time to listen in this vast sea of wrestling podcasts and wrestling interviews and my guest today is a fellow podcaster a fellow wrestling youtuber you're probably familiar with his show if you're listening to this it's called off the script and uh yeah jd from uh, ny 206 aka jerry is a controversial figure you either love him or you hate him there's really no in between here and he has his own unique style, and he's very opinionated. But I will tell you this, we see a very different side of him in this interview. I got to take a second, though, to acknowledge everyone who's been leaving such nice comments on Twitter and on Instagram, at Chris Van Fleet, about the podcast. I mean, we're only like two months old, and you guys have been like so kind. I appreciate some of you have listened to like every episode, so I really appreciate that. You're helping to spread the word to- you know, to people that don't know that I have a podcast. Uh, And yes, I do, in fact, have a podcast. You're listening to it right now. Um, And if you watch, you know, if you'd rather listen to these interviews than watch it, that's exactly what this option is for. Um, But speaking of watching... I just have to take a quick second to say thank you for 200,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah! Woo! We hit it this week. Um, And thank you for the five-star reviews you guys have been leaving. They've been so helpful on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to keep reading one on every single episode. You are the fan of the show if I read your review. Uh, It's my way of saying thank you. I mean, I say thank you a lot in these intros, but it's like my personal way of saying thank you to someone like the larlola larlola that's how you say it i think they say just what i needed been looking for more wrestling podcasts and randomly came across this on instagram he knows his stuff and most important for me he knows how to interview people keep up the good work well thank you keep up the good work with these reviews. I really appreciate that. Uh, Keep them coming. I'm going to read one on every single episode because you're just as much a part of the show as I am. And so is Green Roads. They're a really big part of the show um, because they have the best CBD products hands down and not all CBD products are created equal. I was like super skeptical because everyone kept talking about CBD, CBD. It's so good. Then I tried some CBD oil and I'm like, you know what? They're actually onto something here. Really helps relieve your stress, helps with rest and recovery after the gym. And it's super easy to take, just a couple drops under the tongue. Really helps with your focus. Uh, also, the relaxed Gummies, they taste great. They're just like normal candy, but they just taste great with CBD oil in them. Use my code, Chris15, to get 15% off your order at GreenRoadsWorld.com. Chris15 at GreenRoadsWorld.com. The show is also brought to you by Samson Technologies, who helps us sound so good with these mics, these cables, the mics that we hold in these interviews if you're uh, watching on YouTube. Go to samsontech.com and you can check out their full lineup there. JD from NY206 is also a Samson Tech user. So shout out to him for that. So I was in Chicago last weekend for All Out for Starcast, and it's kind of like WrestleMania weekend where it's both the best And the worst time to try to do an interview. The best, obviously, because everybody's in the same city at the same time. The worst, because everybody's schedule is like crazy busy. Um, I did five interviews, though, last weekend, including this one with Jerry. And when I tweeted out that I was going to be doing this interview, I had a lot of people saying, you know what? You shouldn't do this, Chris. I do not like JD. I wish death upon his family. Which is crazy. We talk about that that in this interview, that people actually, like, give death threats to him. Mind-blowing to me. But I thought it would be—the only fair thing to do would be to sit down and have a genuine conversation to see what JD's really all about. I think it's, you know, it's important to give people a chance to tell their own story in their own words. And— i'd want that for myself so i was really excited for jerry to be able to do it here uh he's always been good to me in every interaction we've ever had in quote-unquote real life he's always been great when we've interacted on twitter or instagram and i think that you're gonna have a very different opinion after you listen to this conversation with him so please enjoy this chat with jd from (laughs) ny206 All right, man. This is happening. This happening, man. I great appreciate you happening. bringing me in. Of course. I mean, this is the collaboration a lot of people have been asking for, and I it, want to thank you for making this happen. It, well, it depends
1: on who you talk to, but uh, <laughs> listen, man. Uh, to me, uh, StarCast has been great. This is the best part of my
0: weekend, for sure. That is a complete lie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will accept it. Thank you. Um, welcome, and I, I want to say congratulations because you've built this great brand for yourself. By betting on yourself, this is all because of you. Absolutely, man. Um, a lot of people don't know where I got started.
1: I actually worked at the Toronto Time Machine on 57th and Madison in New York City selling high-end watches, Rolex, Cartier, Patek Philippe, which a lot of my close friends make fun of me about. Um, But uh, I got fired uh, because of my loud mouth, clearly. I can't believe it. It's surprising, I know. Uh, I got fired because of my loud mouth. I remember that day was Black Friday back in 2011, 2012. Walked from 57th to 149th Street, depressed, sat unemployed for nine months, played video games, talked wrestling, and that's how I bided my time until... Something grew out of it.
0: Well, but the internet was obviously different in 2011, yeah. 2012. YouTube yeah. wasn't the same thing that it is now. No, You obviously weren't making a lot of money doing it back then. I back. was
1: making nothing. Uh, I was so down on myself that I wanted to just get myself out there because I was such a big fan of pro wrestling, and I felt like I had something to offer. Mm.
0: Did you want to be a wrestler? Do you want to be a
1: manager or commentator? Always, always, always wanted to be a commentator, man. I looked mm. up to Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and now Moro uh, Mauro Ranallo is... A huge inspiration. Met him in Orlando at a recent NXT taping back in the year, and I just told him how much he means to me.
0: And now you are a commentator. For
1: House of Glory. Yeah. I actually got to call the Young Bucks versus Private Party, their last independent match at House of Glory with Private Party who uh, are just unbelievable, and I love those guys so much. They're going to be so great in AEW.
0: It is not easy to be a commentator, because I think a lot of people don't realize that you're not just saying what's happening like you are with other sports. You are progressing the storyline along.
1: And, and the preparation that goes into it, a lot of people don't realize how much prep goes into it, because I show up at every House of Glory show on my iPad with four or five pages worth of notes. Wow. Telling, Trying to tell the story the best I can, going over everything. I am so meticulous about attention to detail. If I miss something, I, I beat myself up. So
0: is, is the goal for you to maybe you know, continue to do commentary and do it on a bigger scale? That's the goal, man. Um, I hope to
1: in the future. Uh, I don't know who's listening to this, but- A lot of people. You know, uh, that's exactly where the
0: goal is going to be, De- definitely. But you are, uh, as you know, you've got to know that you're a pretty polarizing person. There's a lot of people that don't like you. Yeah, and I
1: can't figure out why. Uh, It is because I truly believe it's because my opinion is so strong that wrestling is loved by so many people. And I feel like when they have something that they don't like or hear that they take it defensive in some way. I don't know why. I just
0: don't know. Well, I think that in the wrestling world that if you like a certain person and then someone else has the complete opposite opinion of that, you're like, well, how could you possibly say that about this person that means so much to me?
1: Yeah. And I'm all about bringing the truth. And what I see through my eyes, because I feel like after watching since I was four years old, I'm 37 now. And I feel like I have so much just based off what I've seen and learned over the years that, you know, it's people don't like the fact that someone knows what they're talking about. They want to follow the majority, which is overly positive, but there's a lot of negative that comes with a lot of but things. But you lead with negativity,
0: you know, there's a lot of it.
1: I, I, lead, I lead with that pessimistic attitude, yes, yeah. but I try and bring out possibly what good could come out of it, where I think they should go, and why I think it's not working on TV. And if it doesn't work and it continues to not work, I'm going to let you know.
0: Isn't it pretty crazy? Yeah, I mean, we're doing the exact same thing right now where we're talking to a camera, we're talking to each other, and this is going out into the world where hundreds of thousands of people are able to watch this. Yeah. How crazy is it, is it for you after taking that long walk after getting fired that you can now do this As your full-time job. I I still
1: can't believe it. Um, It's something that I knew I had in me to do. And I feel like everybody asks me, how do I get to be where you are? And I just put myself out there. It's so much having to do with passion and the love for the business and love for the sport that I just put myself and my opinion out there. Whether you like me or you don't like me, you know you're gonna grab onto something that I say. I knew I had that that characteristic about me. Just throw it out there, if,
0: you know. That's what, that's what happened, man. What about the comparisons to like Jim Cornette? You guys both kind of have similar takes <laughs> on things. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I heard that comparison,
1: <laughs> but uh, he, he's very out. I think he's a little bit too outspoken for me. Sometimes. Wow, yeah, is yeah, that you, possible? Yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I love Jim Cornette. I think he's great at what he does. And I always appreciate someone that is completely unfiltered and will say whatever he's thinking.
0: I think people are just blown away right now watching this uh, that you don't yell the entire time.
1: Yes, I'm, uh, I'm a normal human being.
0: <laughs> Off camera,
1: I'm a normal human being.
0: I don't know how you do it for like two-ish hours. Like, I don't know how you can keep that pace up. Um, how uh, much coffee do you drink or what is it? <laughs>
1: I had, uh, I had a venti and a tall on the way over here from Publix. So I drink it's, a lot. So it's,
0: it's, it's about to hit, guys. <laughs> drink, it's about to come out. I drink a lot of coffee.
1: But uh, uh, honestly, man, um, it's funny you said that. Every Monday, every Tuesday, I, I drink. two <laughs> Seriously, I, I swear to God, I drink two or three cups of coffee during the shows on Monday and Tuesday. Just to be amped up enough to go in there, say what I have to say. It's completely unscripted. I take you know, details of what happens during the show, and then I just go.
0: Would you believe I don't drink coffee at all?
1: I find that. Actually, I don't find that surprising at all. Some people just don't like
0: coffee. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I drink some tea sometimes. Tea's good. But we can definitely, uh, you know, relate with the beer.
1: Oh, yeah? You're a big beer guy. I love beer. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm a huge craft beer enthusiast.
0: Yeah. Have you ever made your own beer?
1: I have. Uh, I tried it once with a buddy of mine several years ago. Uh, It was a disaster, but it came out good. The process itself itself is unbelievable, and um, there's just so much knowledge there. I just love
0: how the process is on making beer. You could like make this a brand. You could make, you could make your own. Oh, it's the wheels have already been turning on this. There's
1: there's a a lot of things there. Oh, you know, an off-the-script logger or a JD logger or something like that. I don't know. you know, it's there. It's a JD
0: there. from NY Logger. I'm Sorry, 206. We didn't know that. Didn't. 206. I think there are some people, though, that don't realize 206 is, is maybe not your area code.
1: No. Uh, 206 is not my area code. 206 actually is my date of birth, February 6th. So why did that get thrown into the username? There's a lot of imitators out there. Uh, I see a lot of from New York type guys on Twitter and, yeah, yeah. and, and social media and, and YouTube, and I just wanted uh, the official one to be what you see with the 206, so you guys
0: know. So when, would, when did this really start to kind of take off for you? Back in 2011, 2012, I started, I yeah. think. Me uh, too, actually. My uh, channel started in 2011.
1: And it's been, it's been a long time, man. Um, 2015, I'd say it, it started taking off, and I started to see the revenue come in on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I started to see the sub-base grow. And I was so disenfranchised with working retail. Uh, I did not want to show up to work anymore. I hated the people that I worked for. (laughs) Seriously. um, I I, I could go into story after story. It was just a miserable experience. And the fact that my old boss gave me the answer of, well, it's just a pet. My mom's dog passed away. And I told him, listen, I have to go home. My mom is crying. I am not going to leave my mom crying at home. He's like, it's just a pet. I quit right there. I'm like, you never say that to me ever again.
0: What what kind of job was that?
1: It was a retail job selling watches. Oh, that was a family owned business. Yeah. I walked out. I took the train home. You know, I had to see my mom ball in the in the uh, hospital with the dog. The dog died right there. Uh, And after that, I'm like, I have to do YouTube full time. I can't work for anybody anymore. Wow. Yep.
0: And you just dove right into YouTube. I just
1: dove right into it. I went so hard and waking up every morning when I want to wake up, having as much coffee as I want without any (laughs) repercussions, doing the podcast in my pajamas. That's man. That's uh, I wish I wish that upon everybody. I I, really do.
0: Well, and we are we are getting into that world where you know I I I firmly believe that we're going to tell our grandkids stories about commuting to work on the train or in our car, and they're going to be like, "Well, Grandpa, why did you have to go to a place to work?" Yeah, like this this whole world is completely changing, and you know, someone like you is on the cusp of this. Yeah, and I
1: take after my. It's funny, said my uh, my Grandpa. Uh, He's been a huge inspiration to me. The man woke up every morning at 4 a.m. My grandma was up with him. He ate oatmeal every morning. He would wake up and how everybody's groggy when they wake up. This guy was 100% full engines ready to go. Came home at 5 o'clock every night. Gave me all the advice I needed as a young kid. And that hard work and that work ethic just never left me. Mm. So that's why I take, I use him and his inspiration. My dad too, great providers for our family. I just take that and I'm, Uh, you know he's not no longer with us and i hope he's looking down proud of what i'm doing right now because i'm following in his
0: model well you've created this for yourself that's what's that's what's so exciting about this the more time the more effort you put into this and this is for anyone who uh, wants to be a creator creator out there if you want to make a podcast or youtube channel the more time the more effort you put into it the more that comes out of it yeah when you're working in retail the more time effort you put into it well your paycheck's the same at the end of the day yeah and then with that instance if you're not producing for them that
1: you're at their will. You know, when I don't produce, I'm hard on myself. And when YouTube is messing up during the week, I'm hard on myself. But I know at the end of the day, I'm making such a huge impact. And being at StarCast, I physically see it in person. yeah You know, the stories that I've heard already this weekend, you know, a 10-year-old boy named Aiden came up to me and told me how big of a fan of the podcast he was. I've heard stories about, you know, someone came up to me this weekend saying that he was homeless and he was going through a difficult time and he had the podcast there with him to really get him out of this this, this state, and he used that as inspiration to just kind of get out of the hole that wow. it was in. It's, it, dude, it's
0: unbelievable. So what's been providing more money for you, podcast or YouTube?
1: Um, it's about the same. The podcast is on YouTube, and that's right. where I so generate the revenue. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I generate the revenue. I mean, it's it's all over. I mean, I don't make any money from the iTunes or the Spotify thing. It's just mainly YouTube, and that's I've been doing that full time. Like I said, man, for the last three years, I quit my retail job.
0: Was there one specific video that when you put it out there, you started to see the subs really go up? Uh, Uh-oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, no.
1: Uh, being Everybody knows I'm such a polarizing figure on social media. <laughs> I, I had this great disdain for Roman Reigns. And t- to be honest with you, uh, he, he's actually someone that I'm warming up to.
0: What? Yes,
1: I'm warming up to him. It's his buddy that I don't like too much right now. I can't... I can't believe you kind of like Roman Reigns. <laughs> I kind of like Roman Reigns. I'm actually... <laughs> if, if I, if I could be fair. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rollins is uh, in the old Roman Reigns spot right now, but I think Seth is an amazing talent. But uh, after he blocked me on social media, I don't know about
0: you that. You block a lot of people, though. <laughs>
1: you block a lot <laughs> of people. Uh, I, I do block... Yeah, but it's it's not for the reasons why people think, man. Okay, well a- Everybody thinks that I block people because I can't handle differing opinion. I block people because they're coming after my family they're coming after my grandpa they're coming after me and my and my life and just me in general like derogatory stuff people don't understand that everywhere i look there's just negativity coming my way i know i spew a lot of negativity <laughs> but there's a reason for it but when you attack my family and get personal that's one
0: well i mean don't you think that what you put out into the world will also then come back to you yeah i do but i wish
1: people would understand that there's a there's a great undertone there. I want what I'm talking about to succeed. I want, the, I want ball wrestling to succeed. I want the WWE, and when I when I don't like what I see, I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. That's what people don't understand. People think I'm I'm shitting on the product because it makes me money and it makes me cool and it's different to go against the machine. But no, I want it to be good. That's what people don't understand. When you
0: look at the eras of WWE, was there a time when it was perfect? Was there a time when it was... Better than it had ever been. Yeah, NXT. Okay. NXT now. Current state of NXT. Oh, NXT now, okay. NXT now is... Uh, a I- lot of people harken back, oh, it'll never be as good as the Attitude Era. I mean, the Attitude Era was great. It had it didn't
1: have its great moments here and there, but, it, I mean, it, uh, it was awesome. But NXT right now, to me, is the quintessential way that WWE should be operating. I think if you take anything from NXT now and apply it to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live and the model that they created... Pretty much in simpler, simpler terms, don't treat your fan base like they're children. If you, <laughs> NXT is for grown-ups, and I think you put that on Monday and Tuesday night and you really go sports-heavy with it and you really take it serious and you do all that, I think it's going to lead to success.
0: So do you think that NXT being on USA, live, two hours, obviously going head-to-head with AEW, is that going to bring it up an- another level? Um, knowing what Triple H has done with NXT, I have
1: full faith in what he's going to do with NXT at two hours. Um, I have to get comfortable with it because I think the one-hour format is easier to digest than the two hours. Yeah. I don't like the fact that we're going to be seeing more Adam Cole, more Velveteen Dream, more Johnny, more Tommaso when he comes back. I think the appeal with those guys is that every three weeks that we see them, it keeps them special. Yeah. And then when we see more of them, that special is going to fade. And I have this this, this negativity about Ricochet right now. I don't know why. The more we see Ricochet, the more I don't. I feel like he's not the same anymore. I feel like he, being him being on TV more has kind of made me not appreciate what he is
0: anymore. It's really funny you that know? like the more we see these guys, it, it starts to fall into the Roman Reigns, the Seth uh, Rollins category. Yeah, where it's like it's overexposed almost.
1: Yes, and that's that's the one thing I wish that they would uh, that they would realize. Everything about the main roster to me is just overexposed. Seven-hour pay-per-views don't need to be seven hours. You know, three hours, three and a half hours, four hours max. You know, talents that are showing up on Monday and Tuesday. That's,
0: that's not the right way to go about things, man. I don't, I don't like that at all. With the strong opinions you have about WWE, would it be a dream job for you to be writing for them or producing for them? <laughs> Writing for them, no.
1: <laughs> Writing for them, no, after all the horror stories that I heard. Um, some people have sent me actual job listings. Dude, this is your calling. I'm like, no, it's not. I don't want to quit after two weeks. Um, commentary, yes. Uh, uh, my dream would be doing commentary on a major level anywhere, whether it's AEW, NXT. That's my goal. You know, Not only that personally, but taking the podcast to serious. That's, my, that's another goal of mine. I want the podcast to be on serious. I want to be the busted open on... Off the script Wow I want to be right next To Bully Ray nice little, nice little cubicle Next to Bully Ray So what's the What's the steps To make that happen I don't know man I'm still, I'm still in the process Of that I'm working towards that um, I have some connections It's just uh, The right timing Right now I feel like It's not the right time But I know that What I've done Has made such an impact And is so, is so successful Right now That I know That it's coming Hmm. I have I just know it's going to really be, yeah okay yeah.
0: so we're you know this interview is happening at the end of August here in 2019 this could be the one that people look back on when that thing does happen well you gave me the foundation to do that just invite me here today and hopefully people have a, a different opinion of what they see online. I think for sure people you know? you know I think for sure people would have a different opinion I, I think that some of your comments about Roman Reigns really made people upset yeah um, do you take that back like you basically said that Roman Reigns cancer wasn't real Ooh, we're getting into some good stuff here But a quick timeout Because I've been using Harry's razors And if you visit their website You can check out all their different shave sets And face care products And you can join the 10 million Who have tried Harry's Claim your special offer by going to Harry's.com slash bluewire So why try Harry's? Why do you keep talking about it Chris Van Fleet? Well Harry's founders were two regular guys Tired of getting ripped off And tired of paying for overpriced razors Harry's makes quality, durable blades at a fair price. And that fair price is just 2 bucks a blade. Plus, if you don't love your shave, let them know, and they're going to give you a full refund. So this summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's Trial Set. It comes with a weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, a five-blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, rich, lathering shave gel that's going to leave you smelling great, mm-hmm, And a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of my show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. So make sure you go to harrys.com slash bluewire to redeem your offer and let them know that I sent you and you can help support the CVV show. And the CVV show is also brought to you by ShipStation. And when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. So, whether you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, your own website, whatever it is, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, saves you money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners through the network can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, that's USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and for your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. So visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in the word BLUE, B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com, and enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation, make ship happen. I did not say it in those exact words. <laughs> okay, I, I did not I am say, paraphrasing. You know, yes. I did
1: not say it in those exact words. Um, all I know is that with the way WWE goes about promoting certain passings of wrestlers, and they use that for storylines, it would not be that far-fetched for WWE to do something that outland. I mean, Vince McMahon killed himself on TV.
0: Right, but he killed himself in <laughs> storyline on TV. But Roman Reigns didn't have cancer. Joe had cancer. That's, that's, the, that's the thing. People,
1: people think that what I take about Roman Reigns and say negatively about Roman Reigns that I hate the person behind the Roman Reigns guy. It's not, it's not the case. How, right. do you think, how do you think Roman Reigns feels about you? He probably hates my guts. <laughs> he probably hates my guts. But you know what? I go up, I go up to him and shake, shake his hand and you know, tell him that I appreciate everything he's done for the business and where he is right now. And the reason why I'm a little bit more open to Roman Reigns is because he's on TV less. He's on TV less. That, and
0: he's, not in, he's not shoved down our throats. I think there are a lot of people um, that have a preconceived notion of who you are. Mm-hmm. Who you are the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Does this ever spill out into real life beyond the keyboard warriors?
1: No, Actually, no. Uh, I've never come across somebody that's hated me so much online where they came up to me and wanted to fight me or curse me out or call me an asshole. But um, I did see a few people back in Las Vegas when I was out there for Double or Nothing. A few people that I noticed that uh, I seen talk shit about me on, on social media and looked them dead in the eye and they seen who I was. I seen who they were and they didn't say anything to me. Huh. I think I think it's just all, you know, I'm a tough guy on social media. Yeah. I hate this guy. I'm going to talk
0: shit about him, and then when I see him in person, yeah, whatever. Maybe they genuinely don't dislike you. Maybe they just don't like your opinions. Like, they don't dislike Jerry, the person,
1: you know? Appreciate what I've done and where I've come from and how much hard work I put into this thing, and at the end of the day, it's just pro wrestling. I take pro wrestling serious. Yeah. They take pro wrestling serious, but it's not serious enough to where... Someone should be wishing death on me.
0: (laughs) Do people? Yes. You've had death threats. Yes. Yes. Come on, people. Yes. Come on. Say, come on. You don't need to do that. Come on. Look, JD's a nice guy. See? I'm
1: normal. I love craft beer. I love coffee. I love wrestling. He hasn't even yelled this whole interview. Yeah,
0: No. Barely any curse words, either. Yeah, wow. (laughs) It's like, are you turning a new leaf here? Turning over a new leaf? Uh... Well, no, 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 no. I've been, watch, I've been watching no. the, the YouTube channel. You've been putting out a lot of work here. Yeah. Is uh, it, do you wake up every day and go, all right, I'm, I'm going to make a video about this today and put this out today or do this tomorrow? The mentality is, man, when, when something breaks,
1: uh, I see a lot of content creators go and rush to make content. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that because there's always additional layers to every story. Like, I had to get content out there this weekend because I want to enjoy myself. I don't want to be stuck in the hotel room podcasting. So with this whole Enzo and Cass story that broke, people saying that it's not true. I think it's true. I would not put it past WWE to, you know, say that they're not interested. They really are. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's all the AEW effect, people. Believe me. (laughs) Um, I, I like to wait on stories because I like all the details that I could have access to before I let people know my opinion on it. I hate to rush out and make content.
0: That's interesting.
1: I, I am, and people are like, "Why? You get the views, you get the revenue, you get yeah. this." I'm like, I don't really, I don't really get, give a shit. I I'd rather, I rather be credible and know what I'm talking about and have all the information in front of me.
0: You've also built up a big enough audience that if you wait a day or two, it's not going to matter. It's not, not going to yes. matter. Exactly. You don't have to be first. You just have to be either right or bad. I don't have to
1: be. I don't have to be first. But yeah. I know that when I do wait, there will be there will be people waiting for me. In my opinion, that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. obviously on youtube the first 24 hours are the most important yes right yes and um it depends on what it is really you put
1: something out um it could flop it could uh it could blow up but i'll I'll wait dude i know my fan base is always there and they're willing to wait as long as i can i could talk about this story two
0: weeks from now people are gonna be interested in hearing it so you who do you think leaked the big cast and enzo story uh, I, that's a good question. Um, right? Because, look, it could have been a bunch of people. It could have been Enzo have, and Big Cass. could have been Enzo and Cass. Going, look, let's try to drum up some excitement. It could uh, have been WWE. It could have, it, could have, it could have, in some sort of crazy way, been someone from AEW.
1: Yeah, but Enzo, Enzo has the, the characteristics of just putting himself out there regardless. So, obviously, he's going to be public enemy number one in that <laughs> sense. Cass, I think, is genuine. I think he wants a second chance. But I honestly do think that someone, someone did it, whether it's in WWE or, or themselves, uh, I do think there's interest there at the end of the day. Whether, whether they're the faces of NXT, that's a different story. Yeah, I think it would be a, I think it'd be a different
0: situation yeah. this time around. Yeah, me too. Uh, have you ever had a topic where you're like, it's been difficult for you to talk about it, or you're not sure which side uh, you know, to be on with it? <sighs> that's a tough question. Um, not really. I don't think that I, I don't have any difficulty. Like, do you doing... instantly see something on the show and go, I know how I feel about that? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah absolutely.
1: Um, what the last topic was that I felt about that, uh, I can't really say. Um, it could be a multitude of things. The whole NXT, for example, the NXT moving to the USA Network, instantly I knew exactly what I wanted because I'm such a huge fan of NXT. I've never missed an episode.
0: I just felt I needed to say it right then and there, and it just came out. If you were to get hired in a producer or writer role, and obviously you're very outspoken about the things that are wrong with Raw and SmackDown, what would, if you could go in and change something, what would SmackDown's moving to Fox? If you could go in and change some things to make it a better product for fans like us, what would you change? Focus
1: on tag team wrestling, please. I love tag team wrestling. I think there's money in tag team wrestling. Clearly AEW is showing you that and why, um, I feel like I, it all goes back to what I said before, man. Um, the NXT model. I th- honestly think if you take the NXT model and you put it on Monday Night Raw on SmackDown Live, and I mean no overexposure, focus on tag team wrestling, focus on women's wrestling, not to the point where they're doing it now. I think it's completely died off after WrestleMania. You put all those things together and you don't overproduce your commentators to where they sound artificial. Mm. It's... That's a recipe for success, if you ask me.
0: I, well, with your commentary, does anyone tell you you have to say no. nothing? Nothing. They huh. give
1: me free reign to say whatever I want as long as there's no profanity
0: involved. A, <laughs> that must be hard for you. Not, not, commentary,
1: <laughs> no, it's not, actually not. No? No. No. Our, our, our strict policy in House of Glory is no, no profanity.
0: And I, think that, I, don't, I don't actually think that profanity belongs in commentary. I, like, it would be so strange to hear it in baseball or hockey or football or basketball I, it, I think that sometimes it can be over the top when you hear it in wrestling. Everybody flipped their, flipped their shit with, yeah. uh, with uh, Corey Graves saying
1: that on, uh, on Monday Night Raw a couple of months back when Braun Strowman speared Bobby Lashley into the Titans run. But that, I, I know why it was done. I wouldn't mind seeing that subtly yeah, done. Yeah, and I think know? that
0: that was done in ECW. Yeah, Once, every, you know, once in a blue moon, yeah. Joey Styles would say that. But in like somewhere like a, like a CZW where it's thrown yeah. in all the time, I don't I'm not a fan of that yeah and I think that yeah and so I'm glad to hear that that's not the case for you yeah no
1: I'm not a fan of that whatsoever professional like I said I, I model myself after Morrow the excitement and the storytelling is key for me and you are you are putting yourself out there through your voice you don't want to come off in a certain way you want to sound professional you want to sound like you know what you're talking about and you want to grab people's attention by telling them about the story that's happening in the ring who no were,
0: profanity needed in that who were some of the wrestlers you looked up to growing up Funny
1: thing is, uh, my brother watches because he watches what I do, so he still watches the product now and then, but we collectively used to wrestle in the bedroom, modeling ourselves after Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, you know, guys like that, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker to me are my two favorites of all time. Um, currently now, uh, Gargano, Champa, Adam Cole, guys like that. So, I mean.
0: What about a main roster guy?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, oh jeez it's, oh. it's tough oh. uh, Aleister Black Ricochet um, <laughs> just all NXT guys yeah I mean <laughs> I, I love the War Raiders <laughs> you know I did like Rollins I did like Rollins back in 2018 this is what people don't understand I honestly think he's overexposed and the reason why he blocked me on social media is because I was talking trash about him but he doesn't know how much I love what he did back with the IC title in 2018 and I think WWE kind of killed that off for whatever reason
0: I so let's talk about this. Who else has blocked you on social media?
1: Uh, Kevin Owens blocked me, unblocked me, blocked me, and then unblocked me again. Thanks okay. to my bu- thanks to my buddy Jesse, yeah, who kind sweet. of put in a good word for You're me. You're
0: unblocked, yeah? yeah um, CM Punk? Uh, he blocks everybody. No, no.
1: I love CM Punk. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> CM Punk did not block me. Big Show did not block me. I talk a lot of trash about him for some reason, but he's a big Destiny 2 player, and I love Destiny. Um, JBL blocked me. <laughs> Who else? I wonder why he blocked me. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, what could it be? I don't know who else blocked
0: me. I, I, that's pretty much it. It's, it's a small list, but the, oh, really? li- the list is substantial. It's, it's notable. And so if the list of people that have blocked you is only five or six, how long is the list of people that you have blocked?
1: Uh, I can honestly tell you with a straight face that I have about 2,600 people blocked on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's new. That's new information, folks. That's oh new information. Oh, my God. That's new information. You know
0: how many people I block?
1: How many? Zero. Yeah. Well, I mean, understand. I know why. Because you're, you're you're a great guy. You're 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 very positive. You you just do everything that you need to do right, you know. And I can't imagine you getting death threats like I do. I have not received okay, a death so threat. So there that, you know, I mean, That's the reason why. Maybe we can. You know. When you have a faceless name with uh, I don't know Ted and sixteen numbers at the end of it, <laughs> dude,
0: you're getting blocked. <laughs> you know. I I I just see. It seems wild to me that people would want to. Wish death upon you. You are a good guy. You said that I was a good guy. You yeah. are a good guy, too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I I, and I think people are really definitely seeing a different side of you here. I hope so. Um, I just... I had a lot of people say that I shouldn't do this interview.
1: i seen it all the way over here, reading the, the tweet that you put out earlier. Yeah. Don't, had-
0: don't associate with
1: him. It's bad news. You're going to regret it. Listen, man, we all love pro wrestling. We're here this weekend for the love of pro wrestling. Right. And, you know, I might have a different opinion compared to somebody else, but that doesn't mean you got to you know, go down to those resorts, you know. Well
0: we all have we all have different opinions about what we like or what we don't like or what we're kind of indifferent to. But there's a bunch of us creators out in the world on YouTube making podcasts, and I think it's interesting to get a different side of it. Your podcasts are always you talking to a microphone. Yeah. It's a different vibe when it's you talking to another person. Yeah. As we're seeing here. Yeah. And I've kept it that way specifically for
1: myself. I, I have always enjoyed working with myself. Um, because it's, it's me amped up, but I want one thing to shine through, and that's the love that I have for the business. Um, I'm glad that you invited me here to do this because a lot of people are so misinformed and misinterpreted about what I am and what I do. And I'm just glad that I have a foundation here with you to let everybody know that, you know, I love pro wrestling and that's all I care about.
0: What do you think is the biggest misconception about JD from NY206?
1: I think a lot of people think I'm a smartass and I'm, I'm, I'm entitled and I have this overwhelming narcissistic quality about me. Everybody's narcissistic in their own way, just a little bit. But I want everybody to know that the hard work that I put in to get here is, is there. And if anybody wants to follow the same footsteps I did, you know, you could do it. I, I took what I love and what I'm passionate about and what I've grew up loving wanting, it to make it, wanting to make it a real life job for myself and here I am and I can't be more grateful
0: what's your favorite match growing up?
1: my favorite match growing up uh, my favorite match of all time is sure. you know th- it's funny you mention that I, I find that when people ask me those questions that, that people are so surprised when I have something so readily for them like for th- what, f- what's your favorite song? I could tell you in five seconds yeah you know my, favorite, ma- my favorite match people are all-
0: surprised?
1: yeah yeah, my favorite match. I of, have a match. My, yeah. fa- my favorite match of all time is WrestleMania 25, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels.
0: Hmm. I'll tell you mine. WrestleMania 18, Rock Hogan. That was an incredible match. I was there. That was an incredible match. And well, what, what's, why is that your favorite match? Having
1: Jim Ross on commentary, just having him there with the culmination of everything that was there, that crowd, everything. It, it, you talk about just perfection in one moment, in one night. That match for 30 minutes was perfection. Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, there's too many false finishes, too many kickouts. It's the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. They could do whatever they want in there. Yeah. I'm going I'm to be <laughs> hooked, you know. But and now, actually, you know, that still holds up with me. I could watch that every WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, what Gargano and Champa did last year oh. was some of the best I've ever seen.
0: I was a ring announcer for Johnny Gargano in Cleveland in 2011, 12, 13, like those years before he got signed. Yeah. When he got signed and it wasn't even on TV, just being signed by WWE, I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. That's so amazing. Now the fact that he was just on the PWI 500 at like number five or six, he was in the top 10. (laughs) I talked about that on the podcast this week. I think him and Champa should have been number one or number two. You don't think Rollins should be number one?
1: No. I I know why he was. But as far as body of work, I think nobody nobody in on the planet touched Gargano and Champa last year.
0: The PWI 500 is obviously so incredibly subjective. Yeah. Because it's based on your year as a wrestler, mm-hmm. not the matches you had, the yes. wins you had, just your year as a wrestler. Yep. Do you not think, though, that Seth Rollins had the best year?
1: Oh, he absolutely did. I mean, he won the Royal Rumble. He won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. He, he was the Intercontinental Champion. He had 16 Shield reunions. He had a feud with Ambrose. I know why he was number one, but it's a very subjective thing, like you said. I'm not going to get into the details, but from what I look at as far as impact, if you look at Rollins, he was not the MVP of his brand. He was not the MVP of WWE in 2018 on, on into 2019. That was for Johnny and Champa.
0: I think you can make an argument that Seth is trying to take John Cena's spot, trying to be the face. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think so either, but I think that he's making a real play for that. Yeah. I
1: mean, good luck to him. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, it, it goes back to who I think made the biggest impact for your brand. And, you know, they made NXT can't
0: miss. That's what I look for personally. So. Well, you keep saying the word Impact. Do you watch Impact?
1: Uh, I think Impact has, A, the best women's division in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. think that Impact has one of the best rosters right now that are very underrated. Sammy Callahan is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've worked with him in House of Glory. I've called many of his matches in House of Glory. The man's work ethic is unbelievable. You want a believable wrestler, Sammy Callahan is that guy. I know him and I, him and I had a, a couple back and forths. but uh, He hasn't blocked you, though. N- no, no, no. He, hasn't. he actually follows me, which is uh, I'm very grateful for. Um, but Impact, I think, is very underrated,
0: and I hope that they get a TV deal where people could be exposed to that. Yeah, that's the thing. This is one of the strongest Impact rosters they've ever had yeah. in the history. of. I mean, obviously, Joe and Daniels and AJ was, a, that was an all-time one. Yeah. But the fact is, no one even knows what channel Impact's on right now.
1: Uh, I don't even get Pursuit. Uh, I, tu- I didn't
0: know Pursuit was a TV channel until <laughs> I heard that Impact was on Pursuit.
1: Me neither. But they're on Twitch, which is great. They yeah. got their own app. Uh, I just heard today that Impact is actually going to – Impact Plus is going to be a part of Fight, so it's going to be more accessible to yeah. everybody. you got to check out their women's division. Tessa Blanchett is the absolute best women's wrestler on the planet, and I will say that as I look directly in her face. It's not Charlotte Flair. She's, I would say, number three. Number three. Well, Tessa, never- Tessa, Sasha, okay. and
0: Charlotte. Here, here's the thing. What, whether you like impact whether you like AEW whether you like WWE it's the best time to be a wrestling yes, fan right now absolutely it's just it's
1: so accessible right now i can't find the time to watch everything otherwise i would because i have work to do on my for myself but it's i'm more i'm more happy for everybody that is in the business right now that has multiple destinations that they could end up in like i can't even begin to tell you how proud i am of Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy just watching them grow for 2 years and then all their hard work paid off, and now they're in AEW. They're going to be one of the big, biggest tag teams on the planet. Yeah. That to, to be a part of that and watch them grow and, and mold into who they are today and then watch their future blossom, that's the biggest thing for me. I, I find that to be the biggest satisfaction out of what I do.
0: I think we're going to look back in 5 and 10 and 20 years and go, 2019 was the year that wrestling changed.
1: Yes. And AEW, you change the world. Everybody wants to change the world. What world? They're changing the world. Yeah. They're changing the pro wrestling world. And I can't even begin to tell you how great this is. Like, I love this. The whole, the whole model behind AEW, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like we're all part of a family with AEW. Like, to watch something grow from stage one and, and grow into what we know it could be, Yeah, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how exciting that is.
0: It's just exciting as a fan because... I feel like they're putting the fans first like tony yeah. khan is a wrestling yes. fan yes and he's making matches that fans want to see yes yeah and that that to me that that's going to be a huge part of their success but people need to realize and i'm talking to you right now you need to realize that if you're a fan of AEW, you can also be a fan of wwe and if you're a fan of wwe you can also be a fan of AEW. oh my god it's possible
1: you know, one thing that I was asked, uh, I think one of the questions when you tweeted out earlier that I was going to be here, asked JD what he thinks of the Wednesday Night Wars. I want to pose a question to you. What do you think of the Wednesday Night Wars? I
0: think it's, it's a very interesting situation because I don't think WWE had any plans to be live on Wednesday night. I don't even think that they were concerned about AEW until Double or Nothing happened. Yeah. And then they saw the excitement around it, uh, and then they went, oh, okay, that's going to be a thing. And then they saw that they got a legitimate TV deal. Live Wednesday nights and some pretty big venues. And I I think they said, I think we need to take a little bit of wind out of their sails. I think it's going to be very interesting and super exciting as a wrestling fan that we can watch both shows. You can watch one one week. You can watch the other the next week. You can watch one hour of one. You can watch the other hour uh, of the other one. Whatever you want to do. I just think that the fact that we have options is exciting. Yeah. What do you think? I
1: wish people didn't take the ratings to be such... An end game. I, I don't think the ratings matter to anything. I just want everybody to thrive. I just got done talking about private party. This is a great example of just taking talent and putting them on a national spotlight because you deserve to see these talented men and women perform, you know, and it's just an unbelievable time for me because I love the sport so much. AEW is going to put on a great show. NXT is going to put on a great show. I don't know who on this planet could complain about that whatsoever. There's no losers here.
0: There's no losers here. That's the best part. I think that's the part that needs to be reiterated here. As fans, we all win here. Mm -hmm. You're right. The ratings shouldn't matter. Yeah. And I think that too many people are going to look at those quarter-hour ratings and go, oh, the ratings slipped here at uh, 835 because this match came on. Maybe. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, Who cares? And the best
1: thing about it is I love finding, especially when I, when I work for House of Glory, to find the talent that I don't know of and to see them work, I'm like, oh, my God, i never heard of this man or woman before. Like, who are they? Mm-hmm. You go research who they are. AEW and NXT are going to provide you with that. You might not have, oh, everybody's heard of MJF, but some people out there might not care who MJF is. You see this guy work, you see him speak, he's going to captivate you. You're going to become a new fan. Same thing with, uh, with the tag team division that's going on right there. You might not, not, not know who the Dark Order is. You might not know who the best friends are. They are going to be on national TV, and
0: when you see them, it's going to be great for everybody because they're awesome. I think there's a real distinction to be made between WWE fans and wrestling fans. And I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of WWE fans who don't even know who, like, Hangman Page or the Young Bucks are. Mm-hmm. And they're going to tune in on Wednesday night and go, oh, my God, that's what tag team wrestling is yeah. supposed to look
1: like. <laughs> that's one of my complaints. I mean, look at the Revival. All they all they say is they want to wrestle, they want to wrestle, they want to wrestle. How could you take a team like the Revival and not put them in that type of spotlight to make them shine? I, I, It's just ridiculous. Tag Team Wrestling needs to be on TV, and hopefully
0: AEW... I know they're going to do that, not hopefully. At the end of the day, though, like we said, the winners are the fans. Yeah. The winners are the fans that have options now and have the ability to see great wrestling. Rising tides lift all ships. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we're in right now. 2019 is, is... Yeah, I'm doing it with my hand here. The rising tides, all the way, yeah, all the way off the screen, because this is going to be the year that changes everything. Absolutely. I gr- agree with that 100%.
1: I feel like people have seen a really different side of you here. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, I really do. And uh, I thank you for the time. And I thank you for giving me the platform to just uh, get my name and my brand out there. I I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. I owe you everything. Thank you.
0: Oh, come on. I appreciate your time. I thank (laughs) Thank you you for that. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to add? Uh, Not really. But
1: you guys know where to find me on YouTube. And that's J.D. from NY206. And I work with House of Glory. Please check out House of Glory. Uh, Being that I have this time. HOGwrestling.net, YouTube, meant believe me, Amazing Red and Brian XL do an amazing job at training and
0: teaching over there. Check them out. And you do an amazing job on commentary. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate this. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. And look, he's just a normal dude.
1: Just a normal guy. Yeah. Give, me a, give me a craft beer and I'll the nicest guy that you
0: could possibly ever meet Next interview, we'll drink craft beer. Absolutely. She I got something already beer. in my mind for you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. All right, there we go. I think that's a very different Jerry than we've seen or heard before. I appreciate him taking the time to come to my hotel room to do that interview. And, you know, maybe your opinion has changed about him. Uh, Maybe it hasn't. But uh, either way, I thought that was a great conversation. Um, Congrats to him with everything he's accomplished with Off the Script. And uh, thank you to our sponsors. MyBookie You can head to MyBookie.ag Use the promo code BlueWire To sign up Also go to Harrys.com Slash BlueWire To claim your special offer You can use the promo code Blue At ShipStation.com To try ShipStation Risk free For 60 days Of course Chris15 At GreenRoadsWorld.com For 15% off Those CBD products And Samson Technologies Thank you to them at samsontech.com for making us sound so crisp and so clear. So this is one of five interviews that we did all out weekend in Chicago. Keep an eye out for a few more. The ones I haven't, well, I've already uploaded Orange Cassidy. Man, that was a, whew, that's an in-depth interview. We learned so much about Orange Cassidy in that interview. If you haven't checked it out yet, um, you got to check that interview out with Orange Cassidy. He's a man. They could have so many programs based around the, the promos that he cuts, You'll see, it's incredible. Also, uh, had <laughs> did a live interview with Colt Cabana, which was really really fun in front of the uh, crowd at the All Out side party. Uh, also, Killer Cross and Sunny Kiss. So keep an eye out for those interviews that'll be coming up in the next uh, like couple weeks or so. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the two hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, thank you for being part of this journey. I honestly could not do it without you because who would I be talking to otherwise?